Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to your D1T5 for Thursday afternoon, September 10th. My name is Anthony Grassi, and let's jump right into the most important things you need to know from in and around college athletics in five minutes or less. Minnesota is eliminating men's gymnastics, men's tennis, and men's track and field at the end of the academic year, as first reported by the Daily Gopher Student Newspaper. Minnesota confirms the report in an open letter that reveals the athletic department is facing a projected $75 million budget shortfall for this fiscal year. The letter goes on to say the department had forecasted financial and Title IX related sustainability issues, but the pandemic and the Big Ten's decision to postpone fall 2020-2021 sports greatly increased the financial concerns. Washington is eliminating 16 positions, including some currently vacant, and furloughing or reducing full-time employment for 35 other employees. The Athletics' Christian Capel reports that's in addition to previously announced furloughs and salary reductions as part of the department's plan to cut $28 million in expenses, and as UW originally planned to reduce total spending by 10%, but has since increased that to 17% with further reductions possible. The Athletics' Nicole Auerbach adds that all head coaches committed to 5% voluntary salary reductions, and Athletic Director Jen Cohen, head football coach Jimmy Lake, and head men's basketball coach Mike Hopkins waived all incentive payments for the upcoming year and pledged major gifts to the department. In response to the ACC's plan for an all-inclusive NCAA tournament, NCAA Senior Vice President for Basketball Dan Gavitt writes, quote, While all who care about the game are entitled to their own opinion and will always listen respectfully, at this time we are not working on any contingency plan that involves expanding the tournament field. Fox Corp CEO Lachlan Murdoch said of the college football season that if seasons were shortened or if there was no season, the savings and rights fees would offset the loss in advertising, so it would not be a significant financial impact. Media consultant Patrick Rakes observes that suggesting publicly, quote, that you're going to save on rights fees if no games sends a message to conference partners. Also, it reveals how distributors view a landscape where three of the Power Five conferences are planning to play. Remember, distributors are responsible for the majority of revenue from college football. I think this is the first time a media company has implied publicly that it may not pay full rights fees to sports partners if games are not played. The Oregon Board of Trustees were presented with four athletic budget scenarios for the upcoming academic year. If football and other sports are able to commence with fans after January 1, the department is projecting $51.6 million in revenue. If fans aren't in attendance, that figure drops to $41.1 million. If football is not played, but other sports are after January 1st, the total drops to $23.2 million. In the event there are no sports, the department forecasts total revenue of $19.6 million. The net loss in those scenarios range incrementally from $56.3 million to $81.1 million. The Ducks stand to lose money if football is not played, but other sports are. Originally, Oregon expected to lose $2.3 million due to COVID during the previous fiscal year, but that figure was adjusted to indicate no losses. In and around the Big Ten, Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day asserts that communication from the Big Ten since deciding to postpone the season has been disappointing and often unclear. However, he says there is still an opportunity to play football safely this fall, saying, quote, These young men and their parents have asked so many questions that I do not have an answer to, but the one that hurts the most is why can other teams play when we can't? Duke is playing Notre Dame, and Clemson is playing Wake Forest this weekend. Our players want to know, why can't they play? Penn State head football coach James Franklin tells ESPN Radio there hasn't been consistent communication from the Big Ten these past few months, saying, quote, We've never really been told or understood why the season was shut down in the first place and there hasn't been a whole lot of communication since. ESPN's Adam Rittenberg gleans from Franklin's comments that while meetings are taking place, it appears too few details are being shared, saying, quote, Commissioner Kevin Warren made a point to meet with athletic directors every day during the pandemic, and yet athletic directors still express desire for more details. In return to action notes, the Hockey Commissioners Association announces it will delay the start of the men's and women's hockey season, with each conference announcing details on their own game schedule and start dates individually. 
Western Michigan has suspended all athletics activities indefinitely following multiple COVID-19 cases. Associate AD for Communications Robin Hook saying, quote, I don't have the info on how many are being quarantined, but it's not just football. There are quarantines for several student-athletes at this point, which is the reason for the suspension more so than the positive test. Boston College has suspended swimming and diving activities after 13 student-athletes reportedly tested positive. Virginia and Clemson have canceled their scheduled men's soccer exhibition after the Tigers reported two positive COVID-19 cases within their program. NC State has administered 4,024 tests to student-athletes, coaches, and staff with 70 positive results overall. Since the last update, the department has administered an additional 777 tests with five positives. Iowa State administered 143 COVID-19 tests to football, soccer, and volleyball student-athletes with zero positives. UTSA's test results from yesterday yielded zero positives. ECU football will conduct three COVID-19 tests weekly. Tests will occur on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, with Fridays being an antigen test. FAU Stadium will be limited to 20% capacity for the upcoming season. Kentucky will limit football attendance to 12,000 fans with 10 seats available in each week. Tailgating will not be permitted. And that is all for your D1 Team 5 for Thursday afternoon, September 10th. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates and what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. If you are not currently subscribed to D1 Team 5, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we'll see you bright and early Friday morning.